0: tribulation but we just have to believe in our heart believe that everything that we're going through we just have to know that it was it was necessary oh.
1: those of you that are joining us by web internet, we thank God so very much for you. Those that are joining us by web radio, we thank God for you. The song said it was necessary. Even the bad experiences we've had in our lives, they are necessary. Paul understood this for at the beginning of Paul's life, it was different than what it was after his conversion. However, he writes in Romans eight twenty-eight: For all things work together for good. The Living Translation say it is working to our good. But I love the message, Bible. It says every detail in our life works for our good. Even the bad things that happened, God used them for our good. Although Paul made some mistakes, God used those mistakes to allow Paul to bless others, to tell them, don't do what I did. Dedicate your life to the Lord. Seek you first, Him. And I want you to know it doesn't matter what you've done in life, your mistakes, your shortcomings, if you trust God, God can use it for your good. Lift those hands Lord, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you this day. Thank you for reminding us as you did in that 28th verse in the Message Bible, every detail, every bad thing, every good thing, every not so good thing, you know how to turn it around. Use it for our good. We can now say as we look back in retrospect, it was necessary. Because we wouldn't be where we are today if we had not gone through some things that we did. Thank you, Lord. Now bless this sacred moment. Bless this time in which we hear a word from you. Remind us that the word is more important than the preacher who preaches it. The word is more important than the building in which we hear it in. It's more important than the ministry. It's the word. That will not return void. We say thank you. Let the words of our mouth. and The meditations of our heart. Be acceptable in your sight. For you are our strength. And our redeemer. It is in your name we pray and give thanks. And the church said amen. Do me a favor. Leave your seat. Cross the aisles. and Encourage somebody and tell them it was necessary. Come on tell them. I need you to encourage somebody. I'm going to
2: read yeah, that yeah.
0: book. Seeing yeah. about that is why. Because I thought it was
1: right. That's right. Come on, somebody. It was. Ooh. No matter what you've been through, I am who I listen. Am I am today. Who I am. Today, put your hands on your heart. Because God
0: used uh, my uh, mistakes.
1: He was. say it Janelle, come on then.
0: because uh, God used my mistake,
1: thank God for my mistakes, yeah
0: he worked it
1: who is God worked. speaking to this morning God is speaking to somebody you are who I you Yeah, yeah. Everybody doesn't have to clap your hands. Just those who've made some mistakes that God used to bless you, despite what you've done through. Clap those hands and give God your best praise. Thank you. Thank you, Janelle. Somebody say necessary. Uh, Thank you. As you remain standing for the reading of God's word, that song touched me. Because perhaps some of you have never done anything that you wish you had not done. But to those of us who haven't been perfect all of our lives, (laughs) those of us who were not born filled with the Holy Ghost, Those of us who struggled since we were saved. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It was necessary. 2017, year of supernatural favor. This first series of messages we began today is entitled A Test of Faith. Throughout the year, we're going to examine the testimonies of seven individuals who were people of faith, men and women, were people of faith. This is the first series. As we look at the life of Abraham, the series is entitled A Test of Faith. Sermon number one, Hebrews chapter 11, one verse, verse eight, the new international version, and it reads, by faith, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance, later received it, not right away, later received it, tell somebody don't miss that. He obeyed and went, (laughs) even though, here's where the subject is found, even though he did not know where he was going. He obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Catch the hands of someone standing next to you. This series is entitled Test of Faith in this year of supernatural favor. Here is the first message. Hold those hands and squeeze those hands and look at someone and say it's an unfamiliar journey. Amen. Now before you sit down, look back and say, sometimes you just got to go. Amen. An unfamiliar journey. Sometimes, you just got to go. Sometimes, you just have to do it. Even when you don't understand it. Sometimes, you just have to do it. Listen, one of the characteristics, I believe, of a person who has been blessed to enjoy the favor of God on their life Is that that person is usually a person of great faith. Faith and favor, in my opinion, and through my study and research of biblical characters, faith and favor go together. And if you don't remember anything else in 2017, I need you to remember this faith and favor goes together. It's hard to have God's favor when you're not walking in faith. You need faith. And if there is one thing that is true about a person of great faith, it doesn't matter who you are. It is even was true of Jesus as he lived on this earth is that their faith will Definitely be put to the test. It will, and it doesn't really matter who you are. If you are a person of faith, it will be put to the test. And here is something you need to remember the greater the faith, the greater the test. And every test is not brought upon you by the devil. You need to know that some tests, God allows it to happen. Not to prove anything to God, but to prove it to you. I remember being a student at Benedict College, greatest college in the universe, stay lame, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, sitting in a class and did not really want to have the test Dr. Ladder Thomas, Reverend Dr. Ladder Thomas, taught a class on critical thinking. It's a tough test. And I said, why got to take the test? He looked at me and said, son, I don't need you to take it. Prove anything to me. You need just to prove it to yourself. You know, Stokes, you went there, you remember Dr. Thomas. And he's, and it, it touched me. He says, this test is to show you how much you know. So that if you ever doubt what you know, you can say I've taken the test. I wish there was just somebody in here who's so glad you had some tests in your life that prove to you how strong you are and how much you do love God. And, and then sometimes we've got to prove to the enemy what God can do in your life. But Job was a man of great faith, a man who loved God so much and And God picked on Job, not Satan. For Satan was going his business through and for the earth, seeking whom he may devour. God said to him, well, have you considered my servant Job? Job was minding his own business. It wasn't like the devil went out looking for him. The devil knew Job's story. Satan said, yeah, I know all about Job. And I know you have a hedge all around him. And so God allowed Job to go through the test so that he could prove to Job and Satan, listen to this, that Job's faith was greater than his stuff. You'll catch it in the parking lot. Because see, some of you think some of us serve God because God has given us some stuff. But to those of you that know that your faith is greater than your stuff, Because what folk don't know is that you served God before you had any stuff. And if you would lose everything you have, you would still serve God. Oh, I just wish I had a few witnesses to know that my faith is greater than what I possess. And so the good news is that because of God's favor we can withstand any kind of test of our faith and still be blessed. Those who do not know God can't say that because there are some who wither away. Psalmist says, I saw the righteous grow and spread like a Green Bay tree, tree in his native land, and then I looked again. They had withered and fallen away. Why, they couldn't withstand the heat, can't withstand the test. But when you have a relationship with God, you can go through the worst of it and still come out all right. Am I right about it? Take note of what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. He writes of this second epistle to the Corinthians, these new converts whose faith was being tested and tried, Paul understood what they were going through and wanted them to know that just because they were going through something doesn't mean they should give up. So he writes to them in verse 8, chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, we are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. I, I wish I had just a few witnesses that say, I've been through some hard times but I've not been crushed. Paul writes, we are perplexed, but not in despair. Ooh. Paul writes, we are persecuted, but we have not been abandoned. We are struck down. We are knocked down at times. But we've not been destroyed. Tell somebody, I'm still here here. 2016 was rough for some of us. And you went through some hard times. But the fact of the matter is it did not destroy you. It made you better and stronger. And because you went through what you went through, God will give you the strength to encourage somebody else. I just need a few witnesses to know that God will never forsake you. God will always give you what you need to go through. Yes, it is important that we understand that faith without a test is not faith. And favor without faith is not favor. In other words, you need the test to have the faith and you need the faith to have the favor. Perhaps there is no greater example than that of Abraham. Man, the faith who was also blessed To be a man who enjoyed God's favor, yet a man whose faith was often put to the test. We should, as believers, remember that there can be no testimony without there first being a test. For it is the testing of our faith that perfects our testimony. Look with me, if you will, to the book of James, chapter 1, or the book of James, the third verse, and in fact, uh, verses 3 and 4. James, the brother of Jesus, writes this about the trying of our faith. James writes, in fact, start at verse 2. James says to these New Testament saints, consider it pure joy. I'm reading out the New International Version. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not liking anything. In other words, it is because of what you went through that you matured as a saint. It is because of your trials and your tribulation that made you stronger. If you had not had the kind of year you had in 2016, you would not be able to go through what you're going through in 2017. It was going through the things you went through that made you a better person. So when trials and tribulation come upon us, perhaps we should not complain, perhaps we should not be depressed, but we should welcome it. He says, count it pure joy. In other words, you ought to be happy Uh, that your faith is being put to the test. Because as long as God can trust you with the test, you're going to have a testimony. Somebody know that God is working on your testimony. I need you to encourage somebody who's sitting next to you and tell them to hold your head up high. Dry your tears up. God is just working on your testimony. You can't see the testimony until you get through the test. And so when when you discard the test, when you uh, avoid the test, you you are aborting your testimony. In other words, it is already in the works. And when, when, when you say, I don't want to go through anything, you abort your testimony. You, you destroy what is already there. In other words, God, again, wants you to know that your testimony is already in the works. I'm preaching to somebody now. Folk think, well, when I come through this, God's going to give me a testimony. No, baby. God is already working on your testimony. He's working on it as you go through it. God doesn't have to wait until you come out of anything in order to give you a testimony. Some of your testimonies is, I'm going through this and I haven't lost my mind. Take that, Satan. I'm going through this and I still have joy. Take that, devil. My family is acting crazy, but I can still come to church and give God my best. Lost my job, but I'm all right. Got a divorce, but I am all right. Satan says, I've got you now, but what he does not know is that you are more than what you look like. Can I get a witness? There is something in you that is greater than what you look like because other folk go through it and they look like it. But you've got something in you that the best comes from the inside. I I, I love you often hear me talk about testimony of Mother Josephine Anderson who, who used to always say, I've got something in the inside bubbling up on the outside. Al, I didn't know what that meant. You know, we were young, and we used to laugh at all the old mothers until I got old and had to go through something and had to raise teenagers, and Lord have mercy, had to put food on the table and had to deal with demons in your career. Then I I knew exactly what Mother Joe meant, is that what I got is in the inside, and when God gets ready, he knows how to bubble it up in the outside and only reason I went through some things I went through is because my inside was stronger than my outward adversities. Come on, somebody, we've got legendary people, Dick and your mother, and others who went through. These, These people weren't blessed with a lot of resources, and you ask the question, how did they ever make it? It was because their inner strength was greater than their outward adversities. Some of you, your outward adversities are greater than your inner strength. That's why you can't make it. But when what is inside you is greater than what is going on outside of you, you can take a licking and keep on ticking. You can smile in the devil's face. You can praise God in it. Any witnesses? Tell somebody you can go through this. Tell him you can handle this. The devil is a liar. You can have. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Mother, I told him at eight o'clock, God told me this morning I don't need you to shout or run around the walls. I just need you to hear this word that because God is challenging somebody right now, as we transition to the text, let us examine the testimony of this great man of faith, who was a man who enjoyed God's favor by the name of Abraham and how his testimony was perfected through the trying of his faith. Listen, one of my favorite biblical uh, theologians is Dr. Herbert Locker. He writes all the women of the Bible, all the men of the Bible, all the miracles of the Bible, all the parables of the Bible. Dr. Herbert Locker is quoted as saying, That Abraham, listen to what he says, Abraham stands out as a landmark in spiritual history. In the spiritual history of the world, there's no one like Abraham. He was uh, the father of three of the world's major religions. Dr. Locker goes on to state that there was nothing special about Abraham. I want you to hear what he writes, and this blessed me so much. There was nothing special about him that made him worthy of this great distinction. It wasn't his resume. It wasn't his lineage. It wasn't his bloodline. It it, it wasn't, he wasn't even like Paul. Paul had quite a resume. Abraham comes to us with nothing. In fact, he was a simple sheep master only thing that distinguished Abraham from anybody else, his number one distinction was God's favor. I'm here to tell you, you may not be the smartest person. You you may not be the deepest person. You may not have the greatest credentials on your job. But because of the favor of God, God can allow you to leapfrog other people with better credentials and bless you and folk would be stretching their heads and folk would say, I got three degrees and you don't have one. How did you get that position? Just throw your hands up and say favor ain't fair. How did you move in this position and I was here longer than you. I had been working for this for a long time. and You just got here. God seemed to give you something. How did you get that? Favor of God can pull you out and and, and bless you in ways. But here's what folk who see your favor does not know because your favor sometimes is visible but your faith is invisible. They see the product of your faith, but they don't see your faith. They were not with you when late in the midnight hour, when your back was against the wall and you turned your plate down. When they were busy clubbing and partying and doing their thing, you were on your knees 1130 at night, said, Father, I need a blessing. When they were doing their own thing, you were anointing your family. You were praying the prayer of faith. You were walking the floor, calling on the name of Jesus. They don't know your story. They don't know your journey. All they know is what God is doing in your life. So Abraham was a man of favor because he was a man of great faith, testimony of Abraham begins with a challenge to do something that would be very difficult for anyone to do. Very difficult for any of us to do. Listen to this challenge. Leave everything behind for what was an unfamiliar journey. Now God calls him out and say, "Abraham, I, I need you to do something. I am going." To put your faith to the test. I need you to leave your father, your mother. I need you to leave your culture. I need you to change your religion. I'm going to give you something new. I, I, I need you to trust me. Leave everything behind for an unfamiliar journey to an unknown place. Trusting the Lord's instructions every step of the way it would be one thing if god gave him a blueprint and said in three months this is where you're going to end up and in six years this is where you're going to happen and in 30 years you're going to have a son named isaac and that son will bless you with other grandsons and and when you're dead and gone folk will know if god was specific All God says is, I'll bless you in ways that no one can number. But I am not going to give you these specifics about my blessing. You just have to trust me. I'm preaching to somebody now because some of you are on that journey right now. You are on that journey in which God has not explained to you every step of the way but he says trust me as you make your steps and i'll bless you the greatest challenge to abraham at this point was the challenge of separation what are you saying, Pastor Jackson? Some of you are being challenged right now to separate. Now listen to this. And God, God dropped this in my spirit in between the 8 and the 11 o'clock service. As I was in the charter house studying, God says, note this. I was not even asking him to separate from that which was bad. It's one thing when God tells you to leave the crackheads alone. It's one thing when God tells you to leave the bootleggers alone and and all that. But, But what if the people you are around are not really bad? They're just not part of your future. Preach, Pastor Jackson. God says, Abraham's daddy and mama were good people. He came from a land in which there was nothing ever said about them. They worshiped the God they knew at the time because they had not been introduced to Jehovah, the monolithic God of Israel. They, they knew what they knew. And God says, some folk that you're going to preach to this morning, Daryl, you've got to tell them that I'm asking them to pull away from something that's not necessarily evil. But it's not a part of their future because in order for me to do what I'm gonna do in their life I've got to take them in a different direction and although these people had been good to them they cannot go with them where I'm taking them don't you know that everybody you've hung out with can't be a part of your future Everybody who's been good to you at one point may not be with you as you go forward. There are some people who are good rocket boosters, but a rocket booster got to drop off before it goes into another atmosphere or else the whole thing would blow up. Ah, touch somebody and say, neighbor, there's some things and some people in your life that needs to drop out of your life. I'm taking you somewhere. I'm doing something for you that I can't even tell you where, who, and how. But you've got to trust me, Abraham, that I know what I'm doing. So at 70 years old, folks say it. I don't say it, but they say, oh folk don't like the change. I heard that. But the older I get, the more I say the devil is a liar. (laughs) Seventy years old. What if you've been doing this all your life? And God says, now get up and go to a place. Where do you want me to go, God? I'm not going to tell you. Where am I going to end up? I will not share that with you. How are you going to make this? Because at this point in my life and in my marriage, Sarah and I are kind of, oh, God, and I'm seven years, and she's what, whatever age she was, 10 years or so, younger than him, and, and, and yet we don't have no kids. Now, what, may, what do you think is going to happen if we change location? Most folk would have said, I'm all right. I'll stay right where I am. But in order for God to do something great in your life, sometimes he has to challenge you to go to an unfamiliar place and to do something you are not comfortable doing. May I preach? Can I preach? Should I preach? Catch your neighbor by the hand and say, Neighbor, in 2017, God's instructions may not all be comfortable. told you I don't want you to jump and shout I need you to hear this and so Abraham get up here is a God that you don't even know God Jehovah was not a God that Abraham was familiar with at least on an outward sense but there's something that goes on between a vertical relationship with you and God he listened to God's instructions Abraham was instructed to leave one place so that he might live in another place but he had no idea where that place would be. Listen to what Dr. John G. Butler writes in his dissertation of the text. He writes, and I quote, God did not tell him everything at once. I want you to know something. Those of you that want to know what is going to happen in June 2017, God says, I won't tell you that in January. God doesn't have to tell you Everything at once. It was peace by peace. He had to, by faith, walk step by step. Because if God was to tell us everything that would happen to us in advance, some of us couldn't take it. I'm glad that at the beginning of 2016 God didn't tell me all the things that would happen in 2016 because I don't know if I would have held on to my faith. If God would have said to Abraham, leave, but Lot's going to forsake you and and, and you're going to have to go to Egypt and lie about your wife and you're going to have to go through some hard things. So God said, trust me, Abraham, I'll give you as much as you need Day by day. And so all you need to know right now is how do you live Save Sunday? I'm preaching to somebody. Because some of you are already looking down the road and God said, You need to know how you can keep your peace on Sunday. Because some of you are going to deal with some hellhounds when you go back home. And some of you tomorrow morning on your job got some certifiable demons from the pits of hell. And God ain't got time to tell you how you're going to make it in February. Your worry tomorrow is how am I going to get by Monday and still have my Holy Ghost Monday night. Hey, I preach. Listen. Dr. Butler writes, step-by-step, day-by-day, trusting that God would reveal the directions to him, listen to this, as only God deemed them necessary. Oh, that challenged me, Pastor Lawson and others. God said to me, my problem, I'm speaking of me, is that I like everything in advance. I like to plan in advance. I like to see it in advance. I want to know, and my wife can tell you, I want to know in, 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 in advance. I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those uh, not so comfortable living in the right now. And I'm one, if I got the money, I'll pay my mortgage in advance in case I get the flu or sick and be in the hospital and can't pay it. And I don't want them come knocking on my door. I just, I just live every day in advance. And here's where God challenged me, Chip. God says, sometimes your walk with me cannot be prospective. It has to be in retrospect. You have to go and look back to where you've come and say, God, you made a way out of nowhere. Because God can, I want God to tell me right now how it's going to be six months from now. God says, I won't do that. Day by day. Step by step. And every step you make, God say, that's good for today. And when you make another one tomorrow, that's good for today. What I've learned to pray on my knees every night is give us this day our daily bread. And I've learned to thank God for a day that is behind me as opposed to worrying about a day that is ahead of me. How many of you know that God is so good and although you don't always know where you're going, God always makes a way out of nowhere. Can you clap those hands and give God a praise? Come on. Can you praise God for what God has already done? Listen, that's right. I I just need some folk to stand to your feet right now because God is saying to us that what you are going through is going to be all right. Now for about 30 seconds, just clap those hands. Tell the Lord. Thank you. you. Listen, I need you to look at somebody and say, It's happening right now. God is making a way. right now God is doing something right now I want you to stand because I'm, I'm really done but there are three things I need to leave with you and we'll pick this up on Tuesday with with the three key observations but here's what God spoke to me between 8 and 11 God said remember these three things about God's favor how many of you want God's favor in 2017 Anybody want to live with God's favor on your life in 2017? Look at somebody So say, remember these three things. And if you don't remember anything else all year, I need you to write them down, screen shoot it, whatever you got to do. Get it off the internet. We'll put it out by social media. These three things. Favor is not always comfortable. preaching. Tell somebody it's not always comfortable. You want to live under God's favor. Sometimes it'll make you restless and uncomfortable and you'll wonder why people hate me so why they just don't like me on my job. Tell your neighbor it's not comfortable and there'll be some demons in your life that'll try to turn your favor into hell but the devil is a liar and then here's the second one I need you to help me tell somebody say it's not always familiar there's some things that God's working in your favor that you don't even know about (laughs) you don't even know what God is doing there, there are things God is working on with your name on it right now that you wouldn't even recognize it if you saw it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And God, God told me that there's some unfamiliar places that I'll take you. There, there's some unfamiliar journeys that you're going to go on that nothing there you will recognize but know that you're under the favor of God. Oof. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, I like that. It's not always comfortable, Elder Van Ellis. (laughs) It is not always familiar. We like familiarity. Because that makes us comfortable. (laughs) But when God tells you to do something that you had no idea, Brother Jeff, when God tells you, you're going to be president of men's ministry, you say, me, Lord? God said, yes, you yeah. No idea, but God knows what he is doing. Can I preach to somebody? And here's the third and the final one. Look at somebody and say, it's not always pleasant. Some things, even with God's favor, you are not going to enjoy. Not only is it not comfortable, it's not always pleasant abraham's journey was a part of god's favor and that journey was uncomfortable unfamiliar and not pleasant but god was in charge and what if god is speaking to you right now and says what are you going to do when i ask you to do something that is not comfortable that is not familiar And not pleasant. But my favor is all on you. Here's the answer God, I trust you. Because we've come this far by faith. (laughs) He hasn't let you down yet, has he? Catch somebody by the hand and say, leaning on the Lord. Trusting. In his holy word I love this Pastor Bradley He never failed (laughs) Me yet Oh Can't turn around We've come Tell somebody we've come This far By faith Leave your seats, walk down those aisles Meet me at this altar God is challenging us on the second Sunday in January Right now, come on, come on Come on, the red. Come on, God. This is somebody's testimony. We have come. Every day we leave. Come on, God is challenging you, right? Come on, would right? you try? Trust so
2: He never fails. That's why I can sing, oh, oh, oh. I can't turn around. We've come this far. Say it again, baby. We. we
1: meet me at this Every altar we are leaning. i need at least 50 more people to leave your seats Come put on, the cameras put on there yeah, yeah. meet me at the altar yeah 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 yeah,
2: yeah. he never failed. that's why
1: I need you to encourage somebody. Tell them, lead Clap those hands! All right, God said so. Yes.
2: Lord. Come on, let's have some church yeah, in here. I will try. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will try. I'm gonna trust it. Yeah. Yeah. yes I'm gonna stay on the back I'm gonna... Encourage somebody. Encourage somebody I die.
1: Listen, take your arms and place it around somebody's shoulders. Some of you are in an unfamiliar place. You've never gone through what you're going through right now in your life. Some of you, the enemy, wants you to give up. Perhaps God has asked you to make a sacrifice as it relates to your walk with him. That ordinary people would never understand. Who would understand, John and Chris, why you would leave a great job in Atlanta, come back home just to work for the ministry who would understand some of you why, why you would leave your familiar friends to seek God's face to tell God you need some new people in your life I'm speaking to somebody now who would understand why God is taking you to a place you've never seen experiencing something you've never gone through <laughs> but God God said, you've got to trust me, even when you can't trace me, you've got to trust me and it will not always be comfortable and it will not be familiar and it will not always be pleasant. But you've got to trust that God knows what he's doing. God is speaking to someone right now and it begins with a vertical relationship. Where are you with your relationship with the Lord? On Tuesday, I'm gonna teach about hearing God's voice. Because see, you can't move the way God wants you to move unless you are hearing his voice. Question is, where are you with that relationship? Some of you have been coming to church all last year. God says, I need you to take the next step. Make that commitment stand at this altar after this prayer and it doesn't matter who sees you or what they think about you and you don't have to wait until you're right none of us are right so much so that we don't need God in our lives God is calling somebody right now to take that next step take that journey with God day by day step by step watch God make a way. Bow those heads and after this prayer if you want to join the church, if you want to recommit your life or commit your life to the Lord this is a good time to do it at the beginning of this year you tell the Lord I'm traveling with you. You are my traveling companion may not know where I'm going may not understand your instructions but I'm trusting you Lord Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for this first message of this brand new series of messages. A test of faith. Although we may enjoy your favor, our faith will often be put to the test. You've reminded us that favor is not always comfortable. Favor is not always familiar. And it is certainly not always pleasant. But we still trust you. (laughs) Our hands are in your hands, Lord. Where you lead us, we will follow. Thank you, Lord. Bless those that are viewing by way of internet. Bless those that are listening by way of radio. Somebody out there is making that commitment of faith on this day. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, somebody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the faith walkers said, amen. Amen. Find somebody and say, I'm going to trust him. Tell him, I "I am going to trust him. Come on, if you want to join the church, let this be your day. If you want to commit your life to the Lord, come on, walk down the
2: aisle. God's calling you this
1: day. Let this be the beginning of something in your life. Come on, walk down face. the aisles. Come on, y'all it. Say we
2: have a
1: day. We are leading. Anyone else? Come on, God is calling you this day. Trusting in His, oh, yeah. He never failed. He never failed me. Yeah. Somebody else. God is challenging you to walk out of your comfort zone. Somebody's coming right now. Clap those hands. we
2: come this far. Clap those hands and say, "Hey, we have someone else."
1: You've got to take that step of faith. God's calling you out of your comfort zone. on anyone else god is calling you this is your day this is your moment anyone else clap those hands for these that have come Why don't you go find your praise partner put your arms around somebody tell them i'm gonna trust them. Lift your hands for the benediction as the choir prepare to take us out. Please meet us back here on Tuesday night. We will finish this message. We will share three key things you need to know. One is you need to recognize the voice of God. And in order to recognize God's voices, you've got to recognize those voices that are not God's. And be able to tell the difference. Amen, somebody? Thank you as you lift those hands. Lord, we thank you for this service. We thank you for this message, this series. Thank you for the year 2017. Thank you for reminding us that favor is not always comfortable. It is not always familiar, and it is certainly not always pleasant, but yet we're going to trust you every step of the way. Bless those that are leaving this place. Protect their families. Bless them, Lord, like you've never blessed them before. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. God bless you. God bless you.